What is going on, guys? Your boy Elroy here, and welcome back to the Your Boy Elroy MMA podcast. I'm your host, Josh Prep Igina. Back again for a week full of fights. Uh, we are jam packed this weekend. But before we get to that, I would like to thank all the listeners. If you're new, if you've been here before, thank you so much. I appreciate each and every one of you guys for tuning in. Uh, we've been doing this now in January. It'll be going on three years. Every Friday, we're here without fail. So thank you so much. I appreciate all of you. And this week, I'm not going to ask you to do anything. <laughs> Just uh, keep listening. That's all I want from you guys. Thank you so much. Let's get into some news from this past week in MMA. Honestly, there is not a ton of news this week. A uh, very slow week. A lot of the news lies with which within either the review of the cards or the preview of the cards. So we'll get to that in a second. But some stuff that I do want to highlight, uh, starting off with a big fight announced for Bellator. They're re-signed. Kyoji Horiguchi, the rising Bantamweight champion, will come back to Bellator once again to face their Bantamweight champion, the newly crowned Bantamweight champion, Sergio Pettis, December 3rd this year. That is a very exciting fight. Ever since Sergio Pettis has moved to Bellator, he's looked fantastic. And he's got his hands full here with Kyoji Horiguchi. As we know, American top team coach Mike Brown says, Horiguchi's the best fighter on my roster. Like, And just think about the people who train with Mike Brown. So if you put that into perspective, and Mike Brown says that Kyoji Horiguchi is the best fighter on his roster, imagine what he sees in the gym from that guy. We obviously have seen him very less because he's, you know, one, he was in Bellator, and then you had him on Ryzen a lot since he's their champion. And with that, Ryzen's kind of hard to keep up with. Like, obviously, it's like New Japan Pro Wrestling. Like, the only way that I can keep up with New Japan Pro Wrestling is by listening to reviews of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Now, I make the sacrifice every January 4th to pay attention to it because Wrestle Kingdom is phenomenal. It's a fantastic event that never you know fails so I definitely take the time out for that but uh, Ryzen really isn't that you know what I do with Ryzen is if I hear there's a great fight that happened on Ryzen I seek that fight out or if there's a highlight reel I just go to Kaposa and and watch it in gift form and that's usually enough for me because we watch so many fights as hardcore MMA fans that, you know, it it is what it is. You know, you can't you can't watch everything. Like wrestling's hard to keep up with now with the addition of AEW. So what do I do? I do Mondays, I watch in highlight form. Uh Tuesdays for NXT, the same thing with Ryzen. If it's something that I feel like I need to watch because somebody said, yo, this was great, you have to watch it. I'll seek it out. But honestly, NXT is very low on the totem pole for me. You know, 
for me to keep up with because it's just not the product that it has been in the past. Uh, Wednesdays I watch live for Dynamite, and uh, Thursdays there's no wrestling, and Fridays I watch uh, Rampage live, and I I w- listen to a review of SmackDown. And again, if there's something that I missed, I just seek it out. No big deal. It's it's been great. It's worked for me lately. Uh, with the addition of MMA on Tuesdays, you know, for the last what eight weeks now, uh, that's been a little busy. You know, it's it's hard because the cards start at eight o'clock, and my kid's getting older, and she doesn't want to go to sleep at uh, you know, she doesn't want to go to sleep at seven anymore. So we push it back to eight. So I'm still putting her down by the time Contender Series starts. Um, but. You know, it's busy, but we keep with it. We love it. And uh, with Bellator, things like this, I will definitely seek out. This is a phenomenal main event. Two great champions. Two very young in the sport. Um, You know, veterans by fight standards, but, you know, by age, they're still very young. Still a lot left in the tank. So I want to see that, you know. Just because they're on Bellator doesn't make them any lesser. You know, Kyoji Horiguchi, you know, is great. And I think... If he went to the UFC, he'd cause Brendan Moreno a ton of problems. Kyoji Horiguchi. Now, uh, Sergio Pettis, not so much, but you never know. Again, good on Bellator for booking that. That is a great fight. Moving on, um, like I said, not a ton of news. So I decided to compile. Now, I am a podcaster, you know, by hobby. Because I love podcasts. I don't do this because I think I'm some great MMA mind. I do this because I love listening to podcasts. And I love talking. So what I do is, what I decided was, I'd love to have my own podcast. And MMA, I love MMA. Let's talk about it for a podcast. And like I said at the beginning of the show, three years in January, no big deal. But... I decided to compile a list of my must-listen interviews from this past week. Um, Just things that I think that you as an MMA fan need to seek out. Chances are you did, but if you didn't, here is a quick breakdown of things that you need to hear from this past week. Uh, I'll start off with my last interview I just heard before I hit record. Uh, It's about 5 o'clock on Thursday. So the last interview I heard... I was at work. I was listening to He's On Next from MMA Fighting, hosted by Mike Heck. And he did an interview with Jake Hadley, uh, the guy who got signed off the Contender Series that missed weight. That was a phenomenal interview. Uh, Colby Covington, someone who we don't hear from very much nowadays. uh, He did an interview with Brett Akimoto that is must listen in my opinion I think and I've said it since the beginning um of his you know you know great American gimmick that if Colby wasn't the Trump guy we'd all love him because he was you know a great fighter and you know he cuts a good promo but if it didn't have to do with that everybody would love him Uh, He reiterates that in this interview. That's just a quick snippet. I don't want to ruin it for you. I just want you to go check that out. It is great. Jorge Masvidal from Monday's MMA Hour. 
was another great interview. Um, obviously, I think that the best thing to happen for Jorge would be Colby winning. So uh, I think you need to listen to those interviews in conjunction and think about that and visualize that. <laughs> it was really funny because Jorge got mad at the end of the interview about uh, Leon saying, you know, well, Jorge was hiding in a room after he hit me. <laughs> and Jorge's like, they don't even effing have guns in England. Like, what is he going to do? You're getting me mad. Like, oh, it was great. Must listen. Uh, the Dawkins Brothers on a podcast that, you know, has been on for a long time. But I don't know how many people actually listen to it. I uh, searched it out just because I, I needed more content for Monday. And this is something that's usually posted on Sundays. The Anik and Florian podcast. Chris and Kyle Dawkins are on that. Obviously, two of my favorite fighters in the UFC just for the simple fact that I uh, they're from my old hometown in Philadelphia. So, you know, I feel like I'm go every time they go in the cage, I feel like I'm with them because, you know, we just share that relationship. But uh, they were great on Anik and Florian. They talked about Chris's crick, crick, ugh, Chris's Oh, this is so hard to say. Chris's quick rise to main event status, and uh, obviously the controversy, the controversy with Kyle in the Kevin Holland fight and the rebooking of that. So definitely must listen for anybody who most of you guys, you know, know me from being from Philadelphia. So. This is something that you got to listen to. And then I'm just going to say you have to listen to Wednesday, Wednesday's MMA Hour, uh, specifically Rose Namajunas, Jan Blahovich, and Andre Arlovsky. Starting with Rose, obviously it's tough to say right now, but uh, you'll hear at the end of the year like my picks for favorite fights, performances, uh, moments. Rose is in there for moments. Like she's she's up for the race, you know, and she's she's just so great to listen to. I love how honest she is. I love, you know, there's like I have a huge crush on Rose, like and it just has to do with how she is and, and you know, how great of a fighter she is and a personality. It's she's phenomenal. The total package 100 percent deserves to be a champion. Someone I cannot wait to see at the end of the year. Uh, Jan Blahovich. Obviously, it's a lot of fun because of what happened with Corey Anderson, uh, which I think we'll get to uh, later on. But, um, you know, I I love Jan. I love when he gets upset. Uh, Jan, champion Jan, has been the best version of Jan Blahovich. <laughs> and Andre Arlovsky, you know, someone who I didn't think I'd be like, yo, you got to listen to this Andre Arlovsky interview. But I didn't watch in the era where he was the heavyweight champion. I knew Andre Arlovsky as like journeyman, like just I'm going to fight as much as I can, you know, win, lose or draw. Chances are the UFC is not going to get rid of me because I'm always willing to fight. Um, but he's on a bit of a run, you know, and, and he's a lot of fun to listen to, you know, Andre and his loafers. If you guys remember from a few episodes back, but, uh, he was a great interview. I think that you guys should seek that out. But with all that being said, that's the news. Let's get into some reviews from last week's 
MMA, starting with UFC Fight Night. Uh, man, this was tough. So the UFC leading up to next week's card, we're going, I believe, nine weeks straight. And we've been honest pretty much that the last few weeks have been tough to watch, you know. From even a main event standpoint, uh, last week's card, I think it was it was rough to watch, but I think I remember like the first five fights being finishes, and and like I I had fun watching it. This is a card where like I was, it was tough because it wasn't like the best of competition, but uh, you know, I take MMA. With you know, I'm not like overcritical. Like I just like to watch MMA, so I'm fine with having a beard bad card here and there. Like just like WWE, most weeks are bad, you know. But you roll with the punches because you're a fan, and that goes with this card. So let's be honest. There's very few highlights from this card. But uh, I personally think that uh, some things that if you didn't see, you should probably go see was Bruno Silva defeating Andrew Sanchez by TKO in the third round. Uh, Just a great comeback. Bruno Silva was getting his ass handed to him, and uh, he was able to turn it around and finish Andrew Sanchez. The always tough Andrew Sanchez. Uh, Bruno Silva is really fun to watch. Uh, Nate Landwehr submits Ludovic Klein by Anaconda Choke in the third round. Another one who, you know, Nate Landwehr always comes to fight, so it's always exciting to watch him fight. Uh, This was a great performance by him. Uh, My star of the show, personally, Jim Miller defeating Eric Gonzalez by TKO. I say knockout. He he flatlined Eric Gonzalez uh, in the second round. It was just great to see. You know, he lost that first round. He came back out and uh, was able to finish Eric with a brutal overhand left. Jim Miller is someone who is, oh, he's another one. If you didn't hear the interview with him and Ariel, I think that you need to because he's an OG of the game. It's like his 50th pro fight or something like that. And, uh, you know, he's had his ups, he's had his downs, but uh, he always comes to fight. That's the best part about him, is that he always comes to fight. So I think that you should definitely check that out. And just to keep up with the news, uh, Norma Dumont finishes Asp- er, defeats Aspen Lad by unanimous decision. Um, obviously, the news coming out of this fight, which is crazy, is not how Norma Dumont performed, but how Aspen Ladd did not perform. And uh, I don't think I said it last week, but I'm going to be honest. I don't understand what people see in Aspen Ladd, you know. Um, I understand that she has a very good record. But, you know, when she faces, like, think about her fight with Jermaine, right? Jermaine Durandamy, how she got finished in that fight. And, uh... You know, early or not, you shouldn't get hit with that punch. You were done. 
in this fight. It looked like she didn't want to fight. And I understand the mental hurdles from, you know, whatever it was two or three weeks ago to now. But uh, you had a, you know, you, you probably didn't have to cut weight at 145. Uh, you had already had a training camp. And, you know, it's not like Norma Dumont is this world beater for you to get ready for. Like, you fought in the highest of competitions, you know, in the UFC. So you had to be prepared for this. And, you know, I personally think, and this is just my opinion, as a man who doesn't fight, I'm not a fighter. Um, so this, take it with a grain of salt, let's be honest. But I don't think that her coach, Jim West, I believe is his name, crossed the line. I'm sorry. He's trying to win. You know, he's trying to have his fighter win. So if he thinks that she responds that way, we've seen it before. He spoke to her like that before, and five seconds later, she knocked the girl out. So for me personally, you know, just going off of that, Going off the fact that, you know, a lot of people, you know, you a million coaches probably talk like that to their fighter, but we just don't see it. But since we saw it, we think it's too much. But I'm I guarantee you that there has been a thousand times worse things said in the gym than what was said in that cage of him trying to push her, because honestly, what he said, I was thinking the same thing. What are you doing? What do you see? Because I don't see anything. So that's just my take. I don't get the, you know, the anger. I don't I don't get why everybody's so upset about this. We've seen it before from him. Do you forget that? We've seen it before from him. So for me, personally, he gets a pass. It's fine with me. If it's your fighter, you know how your fighter responds to something, you know. So Hey, it wasn't her night. We could just end it at that. If it really bugged you that much, it just wasn't her night. <sighs> that was the UFC fight night. Again, tough to watch. Uh, so bad. In the fifth round, I tweeted, <laughs> I'm switching to Bellator. <laughs> and it's not a dig at Bellator. Not, And it's not a dig at the UFC either. I just thought it'd be funny. Bellator liked the tweet. And some guy said, what makes Bellator better? And it, it wasn't about being better. I just wanted to watch high-level MMA. And in the co-main event and the main event, I got that. Starting off, let's start off with the main event. Uh, of Unfortunately, Julius Anglinkis, on short notice, wasn't able to, you know, do much of anything. He, he did put down Vadim for a second, but Vadim got his wits pretty quickly. And uh, by the fourth round was able to submit Julius by Kimura. And he remains the Bellator light heavyweight champion and moves on to the finals against the winner of the co-main event, who happened to be Corey Overtime Anderson, who starches Ryan Bader by TKO in the very first round, 51 seconds. Uh, my favorite thing to come out of this fight, besides the whole Jan stuff, um, which we'll get to in a second, was I saw a gif, which was, you know, Corey Anderson 
after he won, he did, you know, some dips on the cage. So he, he jumped on the side of the cage and he said, <laughs> I want to say exactly what he said because it was phenomenal. It was, what the hell is wrong with me? He starts doing dips. And the meme says, when that post-nut clarity hits. So, a little crass, I know, but it is so funny. (laughs) One of my favorite things to come out of the Bellator card. So, Corey Anderson versus Vadim in the light heavyweight Grand Prix Finals for the... You know, obviously for the winner of the Grand Prix, they get a belt for that and the Bellator light heavyweight title. So that's exciting. Beautiful fight. Uh, Vadim's tough, man. Uh, but Corey has been in there with the toughest of them, including Jan Blachowicz twice. He's one and one against him. Jan finished him in his last UFC fight. Um, I just thought it was funny. You know, I didn't, I didn't think too much about the controversy and Jan saying it was a second league or something like that. It's just Jan being Jan. Champ Jan is great. I I, I think everybody should follow the champion, Jan Blahovic. Uh But, yeah, I'm looking forward to that main event. Bellator has some fun stuff coming up, so we'll keep an eye on them. Moving on to Tuesday night, you know, unfortunately it's week eight. We got two weeks left. But this was a really, really fun week, man. Uh, A really fun week. So let's start off with, you know, the people who got contracts. In the main event, Johnny Parsons defeated Solomon Renfo by split decision in the third round. This was a a really fun striking affair. Uh, Johnny Parsons reminds me of, like, post- champion USADA USADA era uh Johnny Hendricks just body type wise for 170 he's obviously supposed to be at 155 you know he gets in the shape he makes 155 he's eight and two after this night he has a really fun Muay Thai style he just whips these leg kicks that look very painful and uh you know Solomon Renfo looks like an MMA fighter you know we could just say it like that he's in shape he punches hard he has really good takedowns. He times them very well. But, you know, it, to me it wasn't controversial. Uh, it just boils down to that second round because Johnny Parsons lost the first, won the third. The second round was very close. So if you watch that, whoever won that round to you probably won the fight to you. Uh, moving on to a very fun women's fight in what we'll call the co-main event. Piera Rodriguez defeats Valeska Machado by unanimous decision in the third round. Me personally, I was hoping that Machado would get a contract as well because this fight was phenomenal. A great women's fight on the contender series. Something that we haven't said much this season so far. Honestly, there hasn't been very many women to come up, but these are straw weights. The UFC needs some new blood and... Both these girls, I think, deserve to be in the UFC. This was a really, really fun fight. Rodriguez is a beast. And, you know, that doesn't... I don't think... The fight wasn't close. I thought Rodriguez won pretty handedly. But Valeska, man, she's got the heart of a lion. You guys gotta watch that fight. 
Kai Bohayo comes back three weeks later, I believe, and TKOs Jesse Murray in the first round. Uh, and he earns himself a contract. He came in and he did what he had to do. You know, second win, second fight in three weeks on the Contender Series, second win, first finish. But uh, again, ton of personality and uh, just, you know, I see more from him now than I saw from before. You know, he was cocky last time and he just wasn't fun to watch. But this was fun to watch and he and he proved that he's UFC caliber. Someone who is incredibly UFC caliber. Just a phenomenal talent that I cannot wait to see at 205. Armin Petrosian. He defeats Kolev by head kick. This was a knockout. He knocked him out with the head, uh, the second punch that he hit him with. Uh, after, Well, he head kicked him. Then he followed up with a right hook while he was against the cage that flatlined Kolev. It was violent. It was amazing <laughs> in the first round. I cannot wait to see more of Petrosian. He is so great. You guys could find that highlight on all of UFC's you know social medias. They were blasting it everywhere. Clearly, the uh, the fighter who got the most attention this past Contender Series. And like I said, we got two weeks left. Two weeks left before I think we start, uh, we go from Ultimate Fighter, then Contender Series. Then I think we go into looking for a fight. Uh, I'm not sure. I know they're going to Houston, and our old buddy, <laughs> Jonathan Patti, will be facing Jonathan Mark. Uh, what's his name? Let's get his name. He fought on the Contender Series a few weeks ago. Let's see. Joseph Holmes versus our old friend, Jonathan Patti, who, let me remind you, defeated uh, Body Bags Pfeiffer. That's where the beef started because I was looking forward to that rematch because Pfeiffer was the champ. He lost his title to Patti. I was looking for him to get a rematch. Then both of them go into the Contender Series two seasons ago, I believe. Don't quote me on that, but it was last year. Uh... Pfeiffer breaks his arm in the Contender Series, and Patti gets brutally knocked out by the Night Wolf, <laughs> who I think we'll be talking about later on. I think he's fighting in the first fight of the night, but uh, just violent KO. <laughs> so he's coming back. He's talking a lot of crap about Joseph Holmes. Joseph Holmes also finished his fight on the Contender Series, but didn't get signed. But since Dana was going to Houston, he said he, he wants to see him again. So let's move on to this upcoming week. Big week for us. If you know anything about YBE MMA, you know YBE MMA is a big proponent of Zedekiah Montanez. And my main event starts on Friday. Zedekiah Montanez versus Roberto Romero Hernandez. Uh, we haven't seen Zed in a long time. Obviously, the pandemic uh, with Combache, you know, being reluctant to bring fighters from the U.S. over during the pandemic. It kind of slowed his run there, uh, but we get his fight here in the main event against a really tough featherweight, you know, Mexican guy with that Mexican heart. He, you know, when I forgot who it was, it was a woman who fought not too long ago, but they told her to fight like a Mexican. 
that's how I feel this guy. He fights like a Mexican. But, um, you know, I believe in Zed more than I believe in a lot of fighters. And uh, he's someone who I will always support, someone who has supported us from day one. So I'm rooting for you, Zed. I know you're weighing in right now. 145 on the dot championship weight. So uh, don't forget, keep your head up, man. We're coming for him. Friday night, as you're listening to this, few hours away, uh, Facebook Live, Paramount Plus, Univision. Easy ways to watch it. Free on Facebook Live. Uh, Paramount Plus, I'm sure you can find a free trial somewhere if you really need to look for that. And on uh, Univision, also pretty pretty much if you have cable, easy to find. That's Combate. I cannot wait to see that. I love you, Zed, man. I can't wait to see you fight. Let's move on to this coming weekend. Let's start with Bellator 269. Uh, three big names, Fedor Emelianenko versus Tim Johnson. We have Vitaly Minikov fighting as well as Usman Nurmagomedov, someone who is a huge, huge talent for Bellator. I cannot wait to see more of him. He surprised me his first fight in Bellator two fights ago. Continues to just be this phenomenal prospect, and uh, I don't see it stopping here. That's Bellator bright and early. I believe it's at noon on Saturday. Then we move on to UFC Fight Night. Uh, Looks like the main card starts at like 1 o'clock. Crazy. This is going against Bellator. No reason for that. Come on. But we got Costa versus Vittori. (sighs) <sighs> supposed to be a middleweight bout number five in Vittori versus number two Costa. No reason why Costa is still number two. He lost two years ago to Adesanya, but Costa versus Vittori Costa comes out two days ago, says, yo, I'm not going to make weight. I'm 211 pounds right now. I have three days to make 186. No way. Uh, they sit down with Brett. Vittoria and Costa and come to an agreement that they're going to fight at 195. Uh, UFC confirms it. Not sure why, but I believe if Costa loses this fight, I think he's going to get the axe, man. You just don't do that. How do you come into a fight week? You're the main event fighter. You have no reason to be 211 pounds. You're not going to cut 35 pounds or whatever it is. Like, insane. I couldn't believe it. So unprofessional. Uh, but good on Vittori for taking it on the chin. He said, I don't care. I just want to fight this guy. I want to punch him in the face. Uh, you know, the battle for the most delusional fighter is the main event. <laughs> in the co-main, Grant Dawson versus Ricky Glenn. We have Jessica Rose Clark versus Jocelyn Edwards. Uh, Bruce Leroy versus Sengwu Choi. We have Francisco Chinaldo versus Dwight Grant. Ike Villanueva's back. Jun Young Park is back versus Gregory Rodriguez. Mason Jones, big name from Cage Warriors. He's back to face David Anima because I believe Alan Patrick was out. We have Tabitha Ritchie versus Maria Oliveira. Leonardo Stropoli versus the aforementioned Nightwolf Jamie Pickett. Kama Worthy versus Jai Herbert, 100%. That might be fight of the night. Jeff Molina versus Daniel Da Silva. 
Laniva Souza versus Randa Marcos and Jonathan Martinez versus Lavid Lavishvili. So a really, really packed card. Lots of fights. Uh, so I will be in Saturday all day to cover Bellator. <laughs> Excuse me. And the UFC. I'm looking forward to it. But this has been another week of YBE MMA. You can find us on all social media. Elroy Preps in one word. That's me. You can find the show on Instagram at YBE MMA podcast as well as Teespring for merch. Teespring.com slash stores slash YBE MMA podcast. Uh, good luck, Zed, man. Like I said, once again, I'm rooting for you, buddy. You have a whole team over here rooting for you. Uh, if it's your birthday, happy birthday. Enjoy the fights this weekend. Oh, love your mothers. Love you, mom. Enjoy the fights this weekend, and we'll see you next week.